The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Man, 1-0 in the AFC North, man. We don't take that for granted. We're appreciative. Um, I'm appreciative of the effort of the men. Um, I'm appreciative of their fight. Uh, their no-blink approach. Obviously, it wasn't uh, easy tonight, but we didn't expect it to be. It's a, kind of a signature of AFC North ball and particularly these two teams. Coming off the game that you, you did, is that an okay recipe for you is get a couple big plays and kind of hang on in between? We're not going to apologize for winning. Listen, listen, live moods. It doesn't have to be National Poetry Month, which is April, for me to appreciate the poetry, the pure poetry of one Mike Tomlin. I just, I want to hear what Mike Tomlin has to say about anything. I want to hear him talk about football. I want to hear him talk about his neighborhood. I want to hear him talk about washing the dishes, taking out the trash. I want to talk about Mike Tomlin on basketball. Mike Tomlin on whatever it is, whatever it is, I just want to listen to what he has to say because I would much rather, I don't know about you, Liv. By the way, welcome to the show. Welcome again. Thank you. Glad glad to be here, always. I would much rather, if I'm being honest, I'd much rather listen to Mike Tomlin than last night watch the Browns and Steelers. (laughs) Oh, for sure. That's the oh, only reason I, mean, I tuned all, into the game was I was I was trying to figure yeah. out if Mike Tomlin was going to let his team get embarrassed in back-to-back games at home, one being a divisional matchup. I was that's why I watch. I watch for Mike Tomlin. What is he cooking up? What's he going to do? How's he going to get this team back in order at halftime? I'm I'm a big Mike Tomlin fan. Big big fan. But you know, Liv, and, and I want to talk about the game in a second and and how I feel like the Steelers and Browns to a degree may have raised the standard. You know, that's a Mike Tomlin line. The standard is the standard. I think he may have to tweak the line a little bit based on what happened in the game last night. I'll get to that in a second. But uh, I want to say Mike Tomlin is unfailingly polite because he said, oh, we expect <laughs> a, a fight with AFC North opponents. And, yep. just, you know, it's just symbolic of what these teams are. No, not really. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> he was I being grew up nice. In, he was. I said, I, I grew up in, in Northeast Ohio. So I remember as a kid. Okay. Now, it's, it's amazing when you have two separate streets like this. I remember as a kid uh, in Cleveland Browns country, they would go play the Steelers in old Three River Stadium. And they had, I believe, somebody fact check me, but I'm, I'm not going to slow down. Here, fact check me. It's, I'm, I'm close. I'm close. I believe they had a 17-game losing streak against the Steelers. The Browns did. Jeez. In Three River Stadium. I, 17 years. Like, 17 straight years, they go to Three River Stadium, and they would lose. They tried all kinds of things. There's really about 120 miles that separate Pittsburgh and Cleveland. So sometimes they fly to Pittsburgh. Sometimes they take a bus. They, they take a bus to Pittsburgh. They do all these things. One, uh, one time they brought dirt from Cleveland Stadium and kind of sprinkled it 
on, on the AstroTurf at Three Rivers Stadium to change their luck, and, and it didn't work. 17 straight. So they finally won a game after that long streak. But now the streak is continued, Liv. I this know. game Oof. here last night, I think it was consecutive win in the regular season, number 20. They won 20 straight regular season home games against the Cleveland Browns at the crib. I mean, that's just... I'm sorry. Like, if you're betting, Crazy. Liv, are you Liv? Are you a gambler? Because I am, and I sure I did. am. And I made Put some money up. last night because I took the Steelers. Me too. Me too. Me too. If, if I you're made gambling, some money. you put some money on it. You put some money on it. What else did you see in the game, though? I, I saw a couple things stood out to me, but I want to, I want to see what, uh, you know, what your take was on this game last night. I mean, you know, maybe not to the same extent or the same degree, but uh, what I felt a little bit is probably, or what I watched is kind of similar to how I feel as a Broncos fan. Um, I'm just going to throw a number at you. 230 million guaranteed, I might add. 230 million guaranteed. Now that's the key here. This is guaranteed money. Five-year contract for Deshaun Watson. And what I think is going on here is the Browns pay to Deshaun Watson that's just shy, um, a few seasons shy of leading the league in passing yards. And that's not what we're getting from Deshaun Watson right now. It's a similar sentiment for Broncos fans everywhere. You empty the bank on a guy that you think you're getting the Seattle Seahawks version who's got this great resume, all these accolades, can successfully win games for his team, and then he gets paid, and it's a completely different version of that player. Again, week two, whereas Russell Wilson had an entire season, but but listen, we did see Deshaun Watson a little bit last season in his debut, and maybe there was a lot on his mind with everything that was going on off the field. But now week two is around, and I feel like we're kind of seeing the same thing that we saw last season, which is disappointing because not only did he get paid, but I think the bar is exceptionally high because, you know, this is a this is a guy that's supposed to turn around this Browns offense, and, and we're not really seeing it. We're not seeing it yet. I think, Liv, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because my point about the Steelers can wait for a second because I want to get here. I'm glad you brought this up, Deshaun Watson. All right. There, there was a lot of, there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of interest in Watson when he was still on the Houston Texans roster. And I think one of the most destructive things for him, I'm talking about on, on the field, on the field, because mm-hmm. he's got his own issues. We know about his issues off the field, and they are problematic uh, in their own right. But on the field, I think one of the most destructive things for him was being on that Texans roster and not playing a game. Being healthy, not playing a game. They didn't trade him. They paid him. He was there watching the Texans have a mediocre season, and he wasn't playing football. And he was a, he was a man without a country. He was not yep. really committed. He wasn't committed to the Houston Texans. He had places he wanted to go. We kept hearing Miami. He wanted to go play for the Dolphins. We heard about Atlanta. We didn't hear about Cleveland. Cleveland became a factor because of that number that you mentioned, $230 million. And so they went all in. Money. They were willing to do something. They were willing to do something for Deshaun Watson that nobody else was willing to do. They upped the ante for him. And yep. they got a guy... They got the memory of Deshaun Watson. I'm going to put it out there. Yep. He'll never be the quarterback. I'm going to say it. He'll never be the quarterback that he was before because you just can't do it. You can't take that time away from football in your prime and then that long away 
on the field, off the field. I think the combination, the collision of all these things has changed him as a quarterback. I don't recognize him. Yeah, no. Liv, he, I mean, no one does. He doesn't look timing. like the Deshaun Watson that we saw. Yeah, not at the all. Internal clock, the, the internal clock is off. He's just, he, in a game, in a game where both offenses look miserable, he pretty much handed, he literally handed the game to the Steelers because even after the devastating Nick Chubb injury, Yes, they had was very devastating. Yeah, devastating. Just awful. They had the ball. They had the lead. It was yep. going to be a defensive game. You minimize the turnovers and the mistakes. You walk away with the victory. He drops back and, and give uh, look, give Hightower credit. It was an amazing play coming off the edge. He forces the fumble. The, the Steelers, two best defenders involved here. Hightower comes off the edge, forces the fumble, and... TJ Watt picks it up, goes into the end zone, game over. I mean, that that's really the game, the game was was over right there. But the Cleveland yep. Browns paid $230 million for a guy who is you tell me. Rank him. Is he, is he top 10? Is, is Deshaun Watson the top 10 quarterback in football? No. What is he? Middle of the pack? What am I Maybe. going off of? What am I going off of his brief debut last season, the two games this season, or the last time we saw him play, which was 1974, it feels like. I mean, <laughs> we're right. sitting in a spot right, right now where – and I also want to address the elephant in the room that has been in the room whenever we bring up Deshaun Watson. Not only were you paid $230 million guaranteed, but you were also given a chance when a lot of people would argue you did not deserve to play football again after all of the scandal drama that went down last season. There are many people that would say I, it, it sickens them to see him on the field. It sickens them to see him in a jersey. Now, set that aside. Not only did they pay you, but they gave you a chance. They gave you an opportunity when many people didn't think you deserved one. And that is after not only scandal, but you not playing football in what feels like forever. So the bar is not just high from a money perspective, but from a principal perspective, from a moral perspective, from a we haven't watched you play a full season of healthy football in a minute perspective. So again, exceptionally high when you make that kind of money, period. But when you give it to a quarterback that is involved in scandal, has not played, um, and, and again, you're kind of just throwing a penny in a well and hoping for the best, that's a lot of money. So the bar is exceptionally high. It really is. When it happened, Liv, I was one of those people who said, yeah, he deserves a chance somewhere, I guess, but it wouldn't be me. So I, I'm, I'm, I, right. I play both sides of it. So I want to be the reasonable person who says, yeah, you know, people have issues and he wouldn't be the first person, won't be the last with exceptional athletic ability to be granted second, third, fourth chances where those who don't have that ability may not get that shot. So I feel like everybody, right. whether they have athletic ability or not, deserve an opportunity if they are truly contrite, if they're working on themselves. Uh, everybody's imperfect, uh, myself included. We're all, we're all of imperfect. Of course. However, I didn't think the Cleveland Browns, I didn't want the team that was in my area. I was not a uh, Browns fan, but I watched the Browns. They were in the community. I didn't want my community to be the one to say, bring them on. It's like that. It's like that whole thing where people say, hey, yes, we need this. We need affordable housing. We need to make room for people. And then and then then folks say, well, 
can we build it in your neighborhood? No. No, not right. here. But no, we thank need you. It. Right. Go well, ahead. again, don't don't we, make Desha- Deshaun Watson's in a position where he can make the Cleveland Browns look like Boo Boo the Fool at this point, really, because they give him well, a yeah, chance. They has. say, right, they, they, we're, we're, they gave him a chance. They paid him the money, and now it's like, okay, no, no, no franchise, no uh, front office in their right mind is paying a quarterback that type of money to just win regular season games here and there. I mean, come on. That is a substantially large amount of money. You are investing in this guy, hoping that he is your future and a successful one at that. And we just, we're just not seeing it. Uh, I, 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 can I, can I read you? I don't even have to read it. It was so direct. I've memorized it. So (laughs) cleveland.com columnist, Terry Pluto, who is Mr. Ohio when it really, when it comes to sports writing. I mean, he is, Guy's written about 50 books and he's uh, just all over Cleveland sports. The beginning of his column, here's a quote. The beginning of his column, here it is. I find it hard to watch Deshaun Watson, period. Okay, (laughs) that's the beginning of the column. I find it hard to watch him. And think about that coming from a writer, not that he represents the views of everybody, but the reason he's been around for such a long time is because he has an unbelievable knack of picking up the pulse of Northeast Ohio. But the right. reason that's such a strong statement is the Cleveland Browns have just spit out quarterbacks on an assembly line. They are they are the place if you want to find a mediocre quarterback, you want to find like okay, this is the this is the prototype for mediocre quarterbacking. Right. Cleveland's got it. Like over mm-hmm. since coming back Coming back to the area in 1999, they have just spit out mediocre quarterback after mediocre quarterback. And Deshaun Watson was supposed to be the one who stopped that line. Okay, the curse Mediocre and 230 million guaranteed do not belong in the same sentence ever. Ever. It's crazy. It's crazy. The, The first guaranteed contract, fully guaranteed contract at that level. In NFL history, you know, there are some punters and some kickers who have had fully guaranteed contracts. And if you go 230 million minus about 215 million, that's okay. Okay, now you're talking about punter money. Okay, right. So you're guaranteed. We'll guarantee your 15 or your 20, but 230 is a different story. I'll tell you what else is a different story. And I want to talk about uh, defense in this game for a second because. We're talking about Deshaun Watson. Kenny Pickett was pretty miserable too, but, oh, but Kenny for Pickett sure. doesn't have a yeah. He doesn't have a guaranteed contract, and the, uh, the Browns' offense is bad. Uh, the he Steelers was the lesser of the two bad. evils. Yeah, I think the Steelers have scored what two touchdowns offensively. Yeah, they yeah. scored two touchdowns this year. Their offense, like after that Pickens play, I don't think they got to the red zone. It it was just that Pickens, that great Pickens play, seventy-one yards. So they get two defensive touchdowns, the Steelers do, including the game winner, which I mentioned earlier. And I think the standard for defenses has changed. And so, and it's changed pretty quickly. This is what it is now. If you're a team, and like Denver used to be this team before Russell Wilson got there. Remember, hey, we're a quarterback. We got a good defense. Okay, we got a good uh, defense. All right, all right, we, we, we can do this. We got Vic Fangio as a head coach, defensive-minded head coach. We're going to keep it close. If we just get a quarterback, that's enough. We're good. No, that's where we went wrong school. 
And that was just a couple <laughs> yeah. years ago. That's old school. You know what the new school yeah. is? Your defense is not enough for your defense. You listen to me, New York Jets? This is your this is your path to winning. It's not enough for your defense to keep it close and to nope. give up 14, 15 points a game. You better score. When you got yep. offenses like this, you better score. And I, is yep. that sustainable? I don't know. But you can't say you're an elite defense if your defense doesn't score. Pittsburgh proved that last night. That's how they're going to hang around. That offense yep. is not going to dramatically or, or suddenly become a top 10 offense. And for any team that has quarterback issues like Cleveland does, I'm going to put Pittsburgh in that category. The Jets yep. do. And unfortunately, uh, so do your Broncos. <laughs> any team with quarterbacking um, issues, you better you better have a scoring defense. Right. A totally. Not just setting up the offense. You better be able to score. That's a new standard, I think, in defensive football. We saw it in Dallas. We saw it in Dallas on Sunday versus the Jets. We saw it yep. in Dallas uh, the previous week against the Giants. You had better score or you cannot call yourself an elite defense in the NFL. It's not enough. Not enough. So, hey, real quick, before we uh, take a break, uh, Liv, how about the other game? We haven't talked, we haven't said a word about Panthers Saints. Yep. Uh, were you feeling that game? Were you checking for it? Anything stand out to you in that game? Because only one thing stood out to me, but what, what, how about you? Well, I'll say that right now I'm feeling pretty good because I've got the Saints over nine and a half wins this season. They've already got two under their belt, so hopefully they can keep it moving. They have a relatively easy schedule this season, easy division. I mean, we're talking about probably the driest, most boring division in the entire league with these two teams. And I'm sorry, I don't mean any disrespect if you're a fan, but you know, I mean, I anticipated there would be a defensive advantage in this game for the Saints. Now, um, do I want to see more points on the board from a Derek led offense or Derek Carr led offense? Absolutely. Uh, this was a pretty boring game. I'm going to be honest. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm in favor of bringing back longer Sundays because doing the whole two thing and everyone's like, well, live. That's what YouTube TV is for. That's one more subscription that I do not want to pay for, and I don't want to set it up, and I don't want to have two TVs. I just want to watch a Monday night football game. So I am of the mind that I would love to just bring back one game on Monday nights, bring back the longer Sundays. That's where I'm at. But no, I didn't really tune into this one much because honestly, just the sight of the two teams, like seeing it on paper, these are the two teams playing. Nothing intrigued me about it, honestly. Okay, uh, you're right. And I'm with you. <laughs> one, one Monday, I need a single Monday night football game. Me too. I need that yep. whole thing. I, like, I love the, hey, it's just the whole league is watching two teams. I don't want to, yep. what, what, two other teams? No, I want to watch... These two teams, two teams on the Monday yep. Night Football stage. Dun, 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 dun. I want all the stuff. I want all the stuff. <laughs> Give me the pageantry. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Now, I need you to help me because you are, okay. um, you're going to be the reasonable person in this conversation. Now, okay. I know it's September. Okay. I always say, I don't know the date until I look here. Those watching on Peacock TV, you see the date right there in the corner. So, it's September 19th. I didn't know that until I sat down here. So I had no idea. It's 2023. Thank you for telling me the year too. So 919, 2023. Mm -hmm. I know it's early in the year. It's September. But talk me out of saying, what the hell? 
when I look at Bryce Young, what the hell? Number one overall. That's the number one pick in the draft. Okay. I don't know if I can talk you out of that because I feel the similar sentiments here. I do. All right. Okay, I'll tell you the truth. So I'm really 5'10. But I tell people I'm like 5'8. How and many? Half. Uh, I tell how, people but I'm how five, many, eight and a half. How many inches did you add to that 5'10? I don't know if I buy it. Every no, guy nothing, on the nothing. dating apps, on the everything, they I'll add the an inch way. or two. Why do you subtract? I ain't a, What's the. I'm not on the apps. I'm not on the apps. I'm not well, out there I'm on glad. the streets. Okay? All right. So. <laughs> So I'm going the other way. I just it's it's the opposite tack, the opposite. Okay. So I'm five ten. I tell people I'm five eight and a half, and they haven't met me. And then when they meet me, they go, "Oh, oh, you're taller than I thought." Yeah, nice little size. That's a good five yeah, eight yeah, yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, like, wow, well, you five eight. You seem a little taller. Reverse right psychology today. a little bit. I'm five ten. That's smart. Wow, I'm five That's ten. That's smart. But I've never heard of that approach. What I'm before. saying. What I'm saying though, I don't want my quarterback to be the same size as I am. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 I don't want that. Okay, you're my franchise quarterback. I need to look up to you. Well, so I have a. He's a little. I, I can't five ten, and he looks. He looks. He's five ten. He looks five eight. If I well, saw him in person, so, I'd be like, "Oh, you're shorter than I thought." Here's the thing. He's just at this point right now. He's drawing attention to the size conversation that was had prior to him being in the league. It was a concern for many. Um, is he too small for the league? And, and really, ultimately, the success that he showed at his size on the collegiate level kind of debunked those worries, if you will. Now, I think mm. we're now starting to pay attention to the little details because he's not winning games and he's not performing at the level of a first round overall draft pick, mm. you know? So, so had he, had he started his season, you know, two and O with two very competitive wins and, and really great performances. I don't think anyone would give a damn how tall he is. Now we're paying attention to details because this isn't what we thought we were going to get. So here's my concern. Um, he's in the easiest mm. division in the NFL. Mm -hmm. arguably the easiest, the least competitive. Now, I said all of that prior to the first two weeks of play that we've had, and I think this division has shown signs of competitiveness. But so far, I haven't really seen Bryce Young match up with a team that should be making him look this unimpressive. I think okay. it's only going to get harder you. from here. You're, so I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm a little yeah. worried for him, but it is only week two, so... I'm going to I'm going to just be uh, cautiously optimistic that things will get better. Well, I thank you very cautiously. I'm glad you're optimistic. You'll be the measured person here. You'll be the reasonable one. Just a clear, <laughs> sober reality. And I'm going to tell you still, he's 5'10". I don't want I don't want to be the same size as my franchise quarterback. <laughs> it's like these people who talk about politicians. They say, hey, I want a politician who's like me, who can who, who, who I find relatable. relatable. No, yeah, no, no, not no. when it comes I need to you a quarterback. To be smarter. No, Correct. I need you to be smarter than I am. I need smarter, you to think bigger taller, than I am. Bigger, but, okay. faster, Come on. all of Come it. On. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't relate to me. Don't That's relate right. to me. What the hell? You, That's <laughs> you're supposed right. to be doing, you're supposed to be shaping policy. You're, you're supposed, supposed to be, be the least relatable. Yeah, because guess what's not relatable? Our bank accounts. So we should not That's be right. relatable. Right. Our, our bank accounts are not relatable. Therefore, you should be, yeah, not relatable for sure. I'm just a guy doing brother from another. What? <laughs> I don't want you to relate to me.
I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselkumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clearer at 5 years. At 1 year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, this is a story that is just beginning. That's what I feel. We are in for a long fight, a legal fight between Michigan yeah. State and soon to be if Michigan State gets its way soon to be former head coach Mel Tucker, the university sent out a letter to Tucker and his representatives with plans to fire him. The university said you have seven days to respond. Mel Tucker says, no, 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 no. I don't need seven days. Just give me a few Ooh. hours. And he has already uh, responded and said, this is a miscarriage of justice. Mm. We're going to go four box here. we got four box. Of course, Liv is here. we got Dawn and Mike Hill. Mike hey. Hill What's has up, joined the program as well. Yeah, good to see y'all. <laughs> yeah. And I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait for you all to, to weigh in on this. You know, Mel Tucker versus Michigan State. Uh, Dawn, mm-hmm. uh, I'll start with you. I know you've been tweeting about it. Uh, You've been talking about it. How do you see this playing out between Michigan State and and Mel Tucker? It's playing out in real time. I mean, I feel like he is right in his response. They said one thing to him, and now he is like, okay, let me have an opportunity to be heard. Because again, you know, even in this situation, we we can fairly say guilty until proven innocent. But he has also been up front with this university about the situation at hand and they have to be very honest in how they're looking for cause at this point they're looking for cause through um stating that she was a vendor with the university and going from there but outside of that it's like okay what else do you have to fire him from if this was a private personal relationship beyond that what what does the university what does this university have Mike, uh, Mike, what do you see? Uh, I see a lot of mess right now. I see a, a long fight ahead. I see a man that's trying to hold on to 79 million reasons why he wants to keep his job or keep his contract and at least get paid. Um, I also see a, a man who um, took the bait, to be quite honest with you. I don't know if it was a, a setup or whatnot. I'm not going to go there. But 
at the same time, I can say that he is uh, guilty of one thing, and that's uh, bad judgment. I know as a man, I've made plenty of bad decisions in my life, so I'm not going to get too far into that. But at the same time, when it comes to this, when you're talking about somebody who is a sexual assault awareness person comes in uh, to the school to speak at your school, and then you start, even if it's a consensual relationship, that is bad judgment uh, at, at any level right now. So this is a man who uh, also knows that the Michigan State fan base doesn't want him around anymore, even though this is a coach that led them to 11 wins just two years ago and they were competitive, but they knew they overpaid him a long time ago and they also know they want to get rid of him. And at the same time, he just kind of gave them exactly what they're looking for. So this is going to be a long fight. Uh, like you said, it's a mischaracterization, a miscarriage of justice, and uh, we'll see what happens. Because like uh, Don just said, I mean, he's guilty right now in the uh, the, uh, the the court of public perception until he's proven innocent. You know what, Liv? I, I look at this with, with Michigan State, and, and, you're, and you're right, and Mike is right, uh, that the judgment, there's no question. Uh, he's, a, he's a married man. Uh, that's one. Okay, married now he's bringing in somebody who the university calls a vendor, a, a mm. vendor to use their legal language and someone who's coming to speak to your football team about the, the dangers of what athletes can get into and sexual violence. And that's in April of the, of one year. And that same year that you have her come speak to your team that same year, you enter into a relationship with her, whether it was one sided, whether it was consensual, is just really at the very least is strange. We can all say it's strange decision making. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. on the on mm -hmm. the flip side, Michigan State, let's not leave Michigan State out of this. Because Michigan oh, come State, on. as Tucker, <laughs> as Tucker, as Tucker points out, you had the information. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. had the information mm -hmm. for a long time. And you you had it long before football season started. So Correct. you just decided now that this was they this had, was unacceptable they, behavior. Yeah, you thought it was acceptable. Now. They until, got a reason right, now, until Mike. It, they, because it yep. came out in the court of public perception. Now it came out. He, they've been knowing about this for a long period of time. And let's, let's think about Michigan State. They were talking about image when it came to Michigan State. <laughs> we're talking about Michigan State in image. Uh, this is the school that uh, uh, Larry Nasser and everything that they're trying to get past and, and all that stuff. But they've known about this for a long period of time. And once it came out, once she leaked it to the press or whoever leaked it to the press and it came out, then all of a sudden it became a huge issue and now you want to fire this man. But once again, like I said, it was bad judgment. And maybe even if it was something that was, I can't say it was a setup or whatnot, but if it was a setup, he took the bait and now he's got to pay for it and it's going to cost him $79 million if he is fired for cause. Is that what it is, Liv? He, he, uh, he, he took the bait and uh, the money's gone. Like, how, how, do you see, how do you see what's happening now between uh, Michigan State and Mel Tucker? Uh, I mean, this is a really tough situation. I think any time that you have a victim of, of what is being portrayed as a, a, assault or anything, you know, any type of relationship, any of that, it is a really, really slippery slope to discuss it. Because again, you should be innocent until proven guilty, but there's also a victim on the other side of the conversation, an alleged victim on the other side of the conversation. So that's where this gets tough. Um, I'm going to tell you right now what it feels like from my perspective, just at first glance, is it feels very calculated. Um, the timing of it feels very calculated. It, it, it seems very strange to me that Mel Tucker would 
of all people to have an emotional or whatever type of affair with, this is probably the worst, um, um, the worst person that you could pick out of the out of the whatever mm-hmm. selection or whatever. It just feels like a not super smart decision. Now, I will tell you, I wonder how different this conversation would be, how different Michigan State fans would feel about this if this was a coach that they wholeheartedly backed and agreed with when it came to football. When it came to football, if this was a coach that was taking them to the playoffs every year, they were winning um, championships, they were you know, having winning records season after season, would this be something that they say hey it was consensual it's not a you know you know it's not a big deal whatever the tone is now becoming very get him out of here why would he do this and i just wonder if the football program as a whole looked a little differently if they would still have that same tone of voice when speaking on this issue so again it's messy but there does feel like there's a little bit of calculated um motions from the university when it comes to this situation which i don't like obviously so you got, you got three different go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. You got three no, different go ahead, aspects go ahead. here. Of course, Mel Tuck is trying to hold on to his job. This man doesn't feel like he did anything wrong because he felt like it was consensual. Then you got Michigan yep. State who says, okay, well, we gave this man a contract two years ago, which a lot of people kind of gave him a side out when they gave him a contract, even though he had a level win season. And now after a bad season last year, in which they went five and seven, they got up to a bad start this year. Well, two and two and oh, this, this year, uh, the, the, the hopes weren't high with this Michigan State team. They were looking to get out of the contract then. And once again, he gave him the bait. And then once again, as we, as she just mentioned, we do have to look at the other side, the young lady that's out there. We don't know what her story is, so we have to be sensitive and assume that she's telling the truth right now until it does come out. So I want to make sure that it's, that's um, out there and that, that is that's said because uh, if he did do something uh, that was not consensual, uh, mm-hmm. then, of course, he has to be held accountable for that. Right, and I want to just jump in there just because – yeah, I wanted to jump in there just because we do kind of know her story. She's been very public and kind of sharing um, on her side of things. Like, And everybody has a right to be heard in, in this situation. And I just think that at this point in time, for her, she was a vendor working with this university. And, and I don't care how many times she was on that campus, that university paid out a certain amount of money for her services, correct? And when it comes mm-hmm. down to a coach you know, initiating a relationship or whatever he wanted to do with said vendor, because I'm going to keep saying vendor, because we have to just be mindful in what context that they're looking at it for a, for a purpose of cause of, you know, to terminate him. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm like that we all know there's like a bad judgment here, just all the way around, even, you know, if we were talking about the vendor as well, like whatever was started, whatever carried on, it's just a bad judgment across the board. But I think at this point, it's, it's we're seeing it in real time how, you know, this black man is having to really switch things around and really kind of tell people like, this is what I know it to be, or this is what I thought it was. And this is the situation at hand. And I think a lot of times you don't get an opportunity to hear from coaches specifically in these situations, just because we end up finding out after the fact. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, there's two parties here as well. And I think this is why I say slippery slope with a situation like this is I have a criminal justice minor. Um, Innocent until proven guilty is what you study at the very basic level of criminal justice, right? But then we also have entered an era of when we have these victims that have the courage to speak up and have the courage to say things and, and, and come forward and are honest about what happened, we don't want to dismiss what they're saying. So we take it with truth wholeheartedly because 
they are a victim. And it probably took a lot of courage for them to step up in the first place and speak on this issue. But now in doing that in taking what they say and believing it wholeheartedly, now you've got guilty until proven innocent on the other side of the allegation. And so that's where it's a really, really tough situation. And it mm. always feels like a lose-lose for me because I don't want to dismiss what the victim is saying, but by taking what they say and believing it to be true, now I'm going guilty until proven innocent on the other side of the allegation. And that doesn't feel fair either. So it really does mm, always yeah. feel like a lose-lose with this because I don't want to be dismissive, but I also don't want to be accusatory yeah. until I have more more evidence here. So it, it, it's again, it's Correct. very hard. This Correct. is yeah. a really tough. That's situation. a great point. That, 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 that's a great point, Liv. And uh, how about this? We go from a, a, a coach who may have fallen from grace uh, and officially he has fallen mm. from grace, but he hasn't officially yeah. fallen from grace yet to a coach who is the talk of college mm. football, who is the talk <laughs> of yeah. the culture, who is the talk yeah. of the nation, Deion Sanders in Colorado. They won one game last year. They've already tripled that. Uh, they are taking on number 10 Oregon this weekend. They are major underdogs. Uh, Mike, I'll start with you. I, look, yes. I thought Deion to Colorado was intriguing. I didn't see yeah. all this stuff coming. I didn't see this buzz. How do you make sense of, of the phenomenon that primetime has become, and included, by the way, in the highest-rated the highest rated college football game in e a late game in ESPN's history last well, week, Colorado million. and Colorado State. Nine. I mean, crazy. Nine million. Nine point three million. That's that's right. Late night, two o'clock in the morning, the game ends on the East Coast, and people are staying up to watch Colorado and Colorado State. Just let that sink in for a second. Colorado, a team like you mentioned, that won one game last year in Colorado State. I know it's a rivalry, but only in Colorado, nobody else cares it around around the country. Uh, this is a team that has been phenomenal. You said you didn't see it coming. Well, Dion told you they were coming. And now they are here. And like you mentioned, this is a culture. This isn't just about college football. I got people hitting me up that don't even know what the Colorado mascot is, but they know Dion is <laughs> at Colorado. You know what I mean? They, they, they are watching Colorado football games. They know who Shador Sanders is. They know who Travis Hunter is. And they're watching Colorado football. This reminds me a lot, guys. Uh, I know the, the young ladies are too young to remember, but back in the 80s when Georgetown was a phenomenon when there was a culture and everybody got behind him. And in the 90s, when the Fab Five came out with Chris Weber and Jalen Rose and everybody, and everybody kind of got behind them, even if you weren't a college basketball fan. Now, even if you're not a college football fan, you are watching Colorado and Colorado football every single week. And it's going to be uh, interesting to see what they can do against Oregon this coming weekend. Well, maybe I'm the only person in America who didn't actually stay up to watch that game because I needed my rest. Let's start there. Um, I I came on here and I gave them two wins and two possibles, literally like I was on, on here playing spades. And I just still feel like it's still two wins plus two possible. And wow. he's at three. And I mean, let's, let's commend the staff that he has with him because even somebody on his, uh, one of his offensive coordinators is being considered for the position over at Michigan State at this point in time and so that says mm -hmm. a lot about who he has as his supporting team and how he's coaching this team so I want to give him kudos for that but there was also a little headline that I saw flash across the screen where it said it's Colorado you know Black America's uh, team I, on one hand I want to say no as a journalist but on, if I'm being real as a person in the sports fan probably so and as far as I'm concerned I think that it just brings more energy to this sport I feel like in a lot of these conversations that we 
we hear most of these, you know, somewhat mainstream, mediocre white men, when they're talking about sports, they're not really talking to us or at us. Dion is talking to us, at us, he's including us, and it's one of those things where I'm excited for people who are excited about this. I've seen some people on the sidelines who had never been to a college football game, but they were in Colorado mm-hmm. for that game. Why? <laughs> because of Dion uh-huh. and this primetime yeah. feel. So I think that it's, it's a beautiful thing for the sport as a whole, but um, yeah, I'm not losing sleep to watch them play. I, I, I'll catch the highlights. They okay, are an exciting football team. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. You're good. Go for it. They are an exciting football team. This is one thing I'll do to watch the door Sanders and the C. Travis one. I know he's going to be out for a while with the, the last Ray River, but at, at the same time, when he comes back to see somebody go both ways in college football or in the NFL, is incredible. We haven't seen that since. Prime time doing it and doing it at a great level. But this guy, like you mentioned, like you said, maybe two, three wins. I think a lot of people saw that. But now that they've won three, nobody mm-hmm. expected them to be three and over at the beginning of the season. They still got Arizona. Correct. They got Arizona State. They got Stanford on the schedule. We can win six, seven, eight games this season and get to a bowl game, which will be phenomenal. But I really don't think it's about this season. Do you can you imagine the amount of recruits, the recruiting class that Prime Time is going to be able to bring into Colorado with that campus, with that facility, with all the attention that they're getting next year? If you can get five star recruits to go to Jackson State and to follow him to Colorado, guess what's going yep. to happen next year? And guess what kind of Woo. contenders they're going to be? Not just for the Pac-12, they'll, they'll be in the Big 12 next year, but not just in their conference, but around the nation. They're going to be a top ten team more than likely if Shador Sanders stays in school. Uh, and, at the beginning of next season. So I'm excited about next season and beyond because I don't really feel like Dion's going to be there for four years. I really think this is my prediction that sooner or later that that Nick Saban is going to retire from Alabama and he's going to slide over there to Tuscaloosa and take over to Alabama Christmas time and become the first ethno. To Tuscaloosa? watched this CU team far longer than most of the bandwagon people that have now jumped aboard. 
Can we please just acknowledge the three teams that this CU team has beaten so far? Okay, I am speaking as a TCU fan, you guys. Listen, I am a Horn Frog alum. I went to the game. Mm. This is not the national championship TCU team. They lost their best wide receiver. They lost their quarterback, and they were playing peewee-level defense in that game and against the Nichols State. TCU is not this impressive national championship team that we were talking about last season. Nebraska? Same exact thing. Colorado State. Listen, Colorado State gave Colorado game and Vegas had them had Colorado favored by 25 points before that game started. I'm telling you, yes, I am so excited about the coach prime effect. I will tell you as a Colorado resident, I have never seen Boulder more black than it is right now. And I love to see it. These are things that you love to see. So I'm going to tell you, I love, I love the coach prime effect that we've got going on right now. But I think everybody needs to pump the brakes a little bit on this three and zero start because they are facing Utah to, to wrap their season. They're facing Caleb Williams and USC after they face Oregon on the road. Listen, I'm telling you, there is a there is a little bit of an overreaction mm-hmm. here. And I'm going to tell you my so biggest concern. Here's my biggest concern. No, no, no. I don't want to say that. But what I'm going to tell you is here's okay. my biggest concern. We had Lil Wayne opening that that game. We had Rock on the, the, okay. the Rock on the sidelines. We had Kawhi Leonard. We had all these relevant people. But let me tell you something. Eight-time Pro Bowler, nine-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl championship, played for 14 NFL seasons, played in the MLB. They are there for prime. So what I worry about is that you've got players players like Shador who are doing Rolexes at the camera. And guess what? That's all good and fun. But when you lose your first game, that becomes a laughable meme now. So what I need for this Colorado team, when you are a Travis Hunter, I'm going to tell you right now, Travis Hunter is the most likable guy in college football. For him to go on a live stream in a giraffe pajamas and say, it's football, the hit happened, to be the humble king that he is. My worry right now is Shador Sanders. I am a very large fan of his game. He showed composure in the last 90 seconds mm-hmm. of that game, and he showed that he can play on the professional level. Now, here's what I worry mm-hmm. about. Those people, Lil Wayne, The Rock, Kawhi Leonard, all these relevant people, they are not there for you. They are there for your dad. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, mm-hmm. but when we look at what Deion Sanders has done in his career, he has earned the right to be flashy, to be loud, to be obnoxious. We've seen Shador Sanders play three excellent games of football against who? So I'm saying, mm-hmm. all I'm saying mm-hmm. is, let's and dial it back a little right bit. I understand, but how do we know who's good in college football right now? That's one thing I hate about the early season, preseason so, rankings. You don't know who's good mm-hmm. right now, right? You didn't know. But TC we're pretend, But we're we're judgment. treating Colorado like they're like they, they're God but, sent. But no one expected them to even be two and one, let alone three and zero. Oh. In fact, no, they're going to get run off the field, I believe, against Oregon and Bo Nix. I think Caleb Williams is going to come mm-hmm. here and put on the show because nobody's talking about Caleb Williams and Bo Nix. But I've given you three teams. Washington State is, I mean, Washington is not, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Oregon State's not, I'm sorry, I'm going back, Arizona State, Arizona, and Stanford. I got three teams in the Pac-12 right there that they can win, and I really believe that they can knock off the UCLA teams too if you look at the schedule. So I said seven or eight well, wins this season for this Colorado mm-hmm. team, and then next year is when the team mm-hmm. really makes that turn around yeah. and becomes a national title contender. But, but, and I, but and I, I hear you. Even, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, I was just Go ahead, gonna Dallas. mention even if, even if they win those three that you mentioned, they can they can still probably win one one or two extra and be bowl eligible. And if they're bowl eligible oh, for in, in, in any cause, 
because there's literally like 300 bowl games, then what <laughs> what we're going to see then is how they blow up this particular bowl game that they get invited to and that they win at. And then it's like all bets are off. The gates are wide open. And then we can have these, these various conversations about how they may be there for the team. They may be there for Colorado. They may be there for whoever is in the stands or what have you. But at this point, literally – I've been telling people, you have to be, both things are very true and valid. You have to be mindful of this narrative that everybody is jumping on the on the bandwagon and carrying along when all the only person that's in the driver's seat is prime right now. Yes. Well, I'll tell and you what. Here's the show about saying this doing this. Who, first of all, who's his daddy? You know, that's in his DNA. <laughs> I mean, so <laughs> that's in his DNA. You know what? And that's fair. That's fair. But how many phenomenal college athletes have we seen that flop on the highest level of football? He is great. Yes. Right now he is great, but I don't want to see him every time they do this, every time they talk trash, every time they, whatever the target on their back gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so my fear is I don't want them to get lost in the noise. That's all. I don't want them to get lost in the noise. They playing our music. They playing our music. It's the Apollo. So if, if we don't get off the stage, they they gonna give us. We gonna get the hook. But I tell you what, look. Hey, this is great. Good to see you, Mike, Don, and if nobody else. I love y'all. Thank there's you. no other name. There's no other name in college football that you're looking at, though. There's no other individual in college football that you that you shouting out like you do, Dion and Shador. That's right. And, and Travis Hunter. Like they are the collective and they got the individuals. We talking about them more than we talking about the Heisman Trophy, likely Heisman Trophy winner again. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselcumab taken by injection provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clearer at 5 years. At 1 year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. There was a number of drives, you know, where we're late with personnel, getting out of the huddle. We took a while. I mean... That's got to change. We had to burn timeouts in the first half, and I'm not used to doing. We got to be better, and uh, I've got to be better. Russ has got to be sharper with with getting it, getting the play out, and then we got to look at how much we have in. But um, you know, if we need to wristband it, we will. 
Oh, Liv Moose, take it away. The Denver Broncos are 0-2. And I know you're unhappy in Denver. Most people in Denver and Colorado are unhappy. I think there's one person wearing green with jets on his sweatshirt. The OC is happy. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm the worst, huh? I'm the worst. <sighs> what, what's up? What's up, homie? What's up but with you your Broncos? You so know answer what? the question. What's up you. with the Broncos? Let me tell you something. Here's what's crazy. They're still losing, but there is a lot of improvements that have been made to this Broncos team. Going into halftime, okay. Russ looked great. I mean, you guys, you should have seen me. I'm sitting in the basement. I'm like watching the game, whatever. I ran to this closet so quick to throw my Wilson jersey on, and some would call that bandwagon behavior. But what I'll call it is, for a little bit, wearing that that jersey that was very expensive was a little embarrassing. And I saw in the first half, he's throwing some dimes. And in my brain, I'm going, is Sean Payton God or is the world ending? Don't know. Don't care. The Broncos have 20 <laughs> points on the board going into halftime. Something that we have not seen in what feels like forever. Now, a lot of people will say you can't blame Russ completely because, look, he's having decent games, right? In comparison to what we saw last year, there is much improvement from Russell. But here's why Broncos country is so frustrated with Russell Wilson. This is not what we paid for. We didn't pay for right. good. We didn't pay for better. We didn't pay for mm -hmm. improvements off last year. No, 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 no. We've watched the Russell Wilson in Seattle that was able to single-handedly take over the game and win it. We are not getting that version well, of Russell. We're not getting a clutch version, and we're not getting a leader that knows how to turn around the offense when it goes stale in the second half. That's the problem. All right. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Help him out, Liv. Give him a different catchphrase. Give him a different walk-off. That that okay, that's just not gonna work. Let's for hide. Him. But okay. Let's die. Okay, let's, let's hide. Cry. Let's hide. Let's die. Oh, okay, something like that. Yeah. That's okay, there we they go. All work. How far are the Broncos from whoever you have at, at the top of your power rankings? Who's at the very top of your power rankings? And what's the gulf between the Broncos and whoever that team is? Uh, it's the Cowboys, and it's that's a pretty big jump. Cowboys, nice. It's a pretty big jump because here's the thing. Now, in any other season, and this is why I think there's some frustration towards Vance Joseph. You've got Sam Howell almost putting 300 passing yards on your head for why? Kareem Jackson with a dirty hit for why? I mean, these just feel like you take one step forward, you take 20 back. I mean. We talked about the defense. You got to be able to have a defense that scores in this league right now. That's the way that the games are going. And we used to have that. For God's sake, we had um, PS2 as one of the most talked about preseason defensive players. And we've seen just about nothing going on from them. So the one unit with the Broncos that you never had to worry about, you now have to worry about. And the Cowboys being at one, their defense. Half of that is their defense. So it's going to be defense, a while for the right. Broncos. Well, uh, it, it looks better, but the Broncos don't have a win. You got the Broncos. Should I bet on the Broncos this week? Heck no. All right, <laughs> All right live moves. Always a pleasure. Good see to ya. see you. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselcumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clearer at 5 years. At 1 year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary.
Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimvia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.